Hello, welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dobes, here with Brendan the Producer Pika, and unfortunately, Brian the Boom Corrigan, my co-host, could not make today. He is sick, so hopefully he'll feel better soon, especially for the week four recap coming up. Uh, So what I'm going to do this episode, I'm going to go over uh, three stock up players, so players that uh, I'm having faith in, as well as Bryant's. I got his picks in here as well. And then we both picked three stock down players that I'll talk about. Uh, And then I'll just go over the AFC home team games of week three, and that'll be the part one of this episode. So let's jump right into it. We're going to start with the three stock up players. Bryant's first pick is Keenan Allen. This is a very, very, very good pick. He had a tremendous game week three against the Carolina Panthers, a whopping 13 receptions, 132 yards, one TD. Here's the best part, targeted 19 times. That is crazy. There's already a connection there with Justin Herbert. Um, That's just an amazing connection happening here. great pick if you have him if if you don't have him it might be too late to trade for him because all Keenan Allen owners now are just super thrilled so that's definitely a stock up player uh I I predict he's going to be a very solid top 15 wide receiver rest of the season the next player that Brian has in stock up is David Johnson David Johnson actually had a pretty solid game uh, this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I say solid for fantasy. He didn't do too too well, really. He rushed for 23 yards, 13 carries, but he did get a touchdown. So that makes you happy. Uh, so really, the, the hard teams are done with for the Houston Texans. They played Kansas City week one. They played Baltimore week two. And then they just played Pittsburgh week three. So... It's definitely an easier schedule coming up, especially when you got the Minnesota Vikings and the Jacksonville Jaguars in the next two matches. So that's very good. Uh, He he should be on the rise the next couple weeks. The last player that Brian has in his stock up is Jared Goff, another very good pick that I agree with. Uh, Threw for 321 yards last week, two TDs and one interception. Uh, And that's against the Buffalo defense, who is notably really, really good. Like one of the top passing defenses in the league. So they, they almost came back and won it just fell short, but uh, yeah, 23 for 32 in completions and attempts. So I I think that Goff went from a, a streamable quarterback week by week to should be rosterable borderline starting at the moment. All right. And now we're going to get into my, three stock up players so my first one kind of a cop out nick Foles. nick Foles, he is back he filled in for mitch trubisky against atlanta led an amazing comeback for the chicago bears threw for 188 yards a whopping three tds and an interception he's looking good man he's looking like he's already in the playoffs playoff nick Foles is one of the most dangerous quarterbacks of all time he's got Top wide receivers in Allen Robinson, uh, and Anthony Miller has potential. And with Tariq Cohen out, I can see it going to the air more. Nick Nick Foles is the best backup quarterback anyone can ever ask for. So 
I'm definitely a stock up in that, especially now that he has the opportunity uh, as the starting quarterback. Um, so yeah, it, it really, it's pretty self-explanatory there. Uh, my next stock up is Daryl Henderson with Cam Akers being injured, uh, which which is unfortunate for Akers owners, especially me, um, who paid a, just an absurd amount for him because I had huge faith. It's really all Daryl Henderson now. It was between Malcolm Brown or Daryl Henderson who will lead the carries for the Los Angeles Rams, and it was all Daryl Henderson. 20 carries, 114 yards, and a TD. Malcolm Brown, only 7 carries, 19 yards. Daryl Henderson is is trending upward. If they're going to play a hot hand, they're going to keep giving Henderson the ball. Uh, he is looking like the best back out there. So Daryl Henderson definitely on the trend up. He, I would say he went from a, a bench spot to a borderline week-by-week week flex. And then the last player I have a stock up on, this one's a little, it, it's a stretch. But he's only rostered in 1% of leagues. And he's been performing really well the last two weeks because there's no other receivers on this team. I'm going for Braxton Berrios from the New York Jets. I know it's a little worrying. Sam Darnold as the quarterback. Not the best there. But Braxton Berrios, week two against the San Francisco 49ers. Six receptions, 59 yards, and a TD. Targeted eight times. Awesome. This week against the Colts, four receptions, 64 yards, and a TD targeted four times. That's still great. I'm not telling you Braxton Berrios is going to be your your wide receiver two or even wide receiver three, but as a flex option with literally every other Jets receiver injured, he's got the opportunity uh, and he's got potential at least in the next couple weeks to be a, a high-scoring flex option for you. Now we're going to move on to the stock down players. And uh, Bryant and I have a lot of similar players here. We'll start out with the one that hurts me the most, Joe Mixon. Big stock down. He had 17 carries and only rushed for 49 yards this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's averaging 2.9 yards a carry. No TDs yet. No TDs this entire season. That is not good at all. Gio Bernard, the backup, is pretty heavily involved in the passing game. So that just is a huge, huge cut out of Mixon's production. Uh, and it's, it's really disappointing because there's a lot of hype around this team right now. Mixon has the potential of being a top 10, uh, dare I say top 7 running back, but he is really not performing like it. Uh, and he... He really, the matchup should have worked out for him. I mean, the Chargers, week one, okay, maybe. That's a good rushing defense. But Cleveland and then Philly, he, he should have done more than what he did. So Joe Mixon's the first one. Uh, the next player that both Bryant and I agree with, T.Y. Hilton. What a what a huge fall off there. Uh, we I really don't know who's the number one receiver for Indianapolis right now. I can tell you the only definite answer is that it's not T.Y. It's not T.Y. In the last three games, last three games, he's been targeted 10 times. That's it. Keenan Allen had more targets this week than T.Y. this entire season. No touchdowns throughout this entire season. 
130 total yards. Yikes. That is, that again, Keenan Allen did that in one week. That is terrible. So huge stock down for, for T.Y. Hilton. Uh, th- this was one of those years where we thought Phillip Rivers can, you know, the change in the system, still wants to prove that he can do it. It's not really working out. Um, there, there's a lot of decent receivers on, on this Colts team. Uh, a lot of mouths to feed, and it's really just a, a, a run-first offense. So T.Y. Hilton's a huge stock down. Uh, next up, Bryant had Odell Beckham Jr. as a stock down. After a solid week two, this week he disappointed against Washington, only putting up 59 yards out of four receptions, only targeted six times. Uh, it, it's it's really just a disappointing team overall. I The run game... Tremendous, but between Baker, Beckham, Jarvis Landry, it's kind of ugly. Honestly, it's really it's really not the best. Um, only 156 yards total this season. I don't even. It's so hard to explain. But all I need to say is he plays on the Browns. He's a Browns player. You can't expect that much out of a Browns receiver. Uh, and then the player that I picked is DeAndre Swift. It's a huge stock down. Uh, he's borderline rosterable for me. Unless you're in a dynasty league, then of course you hang on to him. But at, at this point, I can't see him startable. Or I can't see him starting in your lineup. That It's just a no for me. Week three against Arizona, you think, okay, Arizona, rough defense. Really not, not the best defense. So this should be... A, Great for the run game. And I'll give it to him. It kind of was, but for the wrong man. Adrian Peterson has been the lead back, and he will stay the lead back this season. 22 carries for AP, 75 yards. This is crazy. Swift didn't touch the the ball. He didn't have a single carry. Now, he did have one reception for 19 yards. That was it. That's all he did against the Arizona Cardinals. Imagine what he's going to do next week when he goes up against the Saints, when he goes up against Green Bay, Chicago, Tampa. I don't like that. I don't like those odds. So uh, if you want, you can hang on to him if you, if, if you can, but I wouldn't blame you if you drop DeAndre Swift after this week. So that wraps up the stock up and stock downs. Now we're going to move into the AFC home team recap. We're going to start out with the Thursday night game, Miami Dolphins versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is the game I couldn't have been more excited for. And honestly, it it kind of lived up to the hype. It was really fun. Uh, if, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that since week one, I said Miles Gaskins is the guy, pick him up, and... We saw him here. He performed really well. He's getting better and better every week. Hit a whopping 22 carries for 66 yards this game. He led the Dolphins to victory, 31-13. I should mention the score there. Dolphins win that. Um, Unfortunately, no touchdown yet for him, but he was involved. He was the second-best wide receiver uh, this game. Five receptions for 29 yards just uh, behind Devontae Parker. Uh, The only issue is Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard only got one yard rushing for one TD. He is, unfortunately, the goal line back, which is just 
terrible for Gaskin owners because what happened when you saw, I think, I think basically the first drive Gaskin goes all the way up the field. And then they sub him out for Jordan Howard. He runs it in for a touchdown. It's just brutal for fantasy owners, but Gaskin is still a top player to pick up. As you see in this game, he's getting majority carries. I shouldn't even say majority. He's literally getting all the carries. I mean, 22 carries to Jordan Howard's three, Matt Burita three, and that's it. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a good game, 160 yards, two TDs. Uh, he looked great out there. Definitely not a player that I would consider picking up. He is a streamable option if you've got another matchup like the Jacksonville Jaguars later on, but maybe the New York Jets if you're desperate for a quarterback, but I'm not going to jump on, on on board on the Fitz, Fitz Magic train yet. There's better quarterbacks out there. Uh, Devonta Parker, decent game. Unfortunately, he didn't get a touchdown, but he got 69 receiving yards, five receptions. That's a wide receiver three performance. Uh, Preston Williams got a touchdown in there. That uh, that saved his, his week for fantasy. Um, still got to hang on to. I, I know that that he didn't get as many receptions as you wanted it to. Uh, but Dolphins really had control of this game. They they just played possession. They didn't want to take these risky plays if they didn't need to. And, and Preston Williams really is that guy if you want to make a big play happen. So he really wasn't needed too much uh, except for that touchdown. Mike Gusecki does what uh, he, he makes you happy. He got a tight end or a touchdown, and that's great for tight ends. If you get a touchdown that week, you're happy unless if you drafted high for like a, a Kittle or a Kelsey. So overall, just a, a surprisingly solid performance. I shouldn't say surprisingly, but a, a solid performance from the Dolphins. Uh, next up, though, is the Jaguars. Uh, here's some question marks. Uh, Gardner Minshew kind of fell back down to earth. He had two amazing weeks, uh, and then he really didn't perform well against the Dolphins. 275 passing yards and an interception, no TDs. Uh, receiving game was a little tough. James Robinson, the running back, was the best receiver uh, on the field. Keelan Cole, disappointed. Chris Conley, nothing there. LaVishka Chenault, just they, they couldn't get anything going in the passing game, so they really stuck to the ground, which James Robinson had a awesome game. 11 carries. 46 yards, two TDs. This guy, this guy's legit. He is, he is awesome. He's everywhere on this field, receiving, rushing. Uh, if there's an off chance somehow that, that he's not on anyone's team, I mean, he should be by this point. But he, he should be starting every game, in my opinion. But, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to check. He's only rostered in 88% of leagues, so... Maybe there's a chance, but if you have him on your team, I think he's a locked and loaded every every week. So, uh, very solid performance from the run game, passing game. Maybe it was just a bad week, but but needs improvement. All right, next up we got the Las Vegas Raiders losing to the New England Patriots, thirty six twenty. I almost called them the Oakland Raiders. That would have been bad. Uh, how dare I? Uh, we'll we'll stick with the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr, pretty solid performance. He always is on that fringe uh, streaming quarterback option, uh, but but he's got a pretty good receiving core. I wouldn't say good, but he's got a 
a decent one. Hunter Renfro stepped his game up, 84 yards and a touchdown. That's someone to keep an eye on. Uh, he almost had another touchdown. That that would have been nuts. Uh, but Hunter Renfro is a player that I'm definitely keeping an eye on here. If he's not rostered in your league, uh, think about it. I'll give it another week just to see. But he's he looks like he's going to be the type of guy that will step it up in, in big games where he's needed. Um, Brian Edwards, another fringe player. I like him for Dynasty. Probably shouldn't be on, on your team if you're not in a Dynasty league. Other Other than that, Darren Waller disappointed you this week. Um, I wouldn't freak out too much, but there's a lot more mouths to feed than last year. Uh, and then the running game, Josh Jacobs, 16 carries, 71 yards. Uh, could use a touchdown to make you happy because you paid a lot for him, but this is a, this is a really, really good defense. So shouldn't be too disappointed in that. I would say that's as expected for Josh Jacobs. All right, now to the Patriots. Cam Newton kind of didn't have the best game. Uh, 162 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. It could have been worse, right? You know, it could have put up Gardner Minshew uh, numbers. Uh, but not not too bad because they really focused. They, they took control of the game uh, in the second quarter and just kind of just ran the ball over and over and over again. And surprisingly, it worked. It was crazy that a Patriots run game actually worked, but it did. Sony Michelle, nine carries, 117 yards. Great game from him. Uh, but the top fantasy scorer, Rex Burkhead. That was a little weird. He's really the goal line back. 49 yards and two TDs out of six carries. This is a really, really ugly rushing offense from a fantasy perspective i don't really like this situation and there's a lot more situations like these in the nfl um but this is this is their upside this is what to expect from from sony michelle and burkhead on some good games so uh i think once james white comes back uh it it should kind of eat at their shares so I, i would be back to not wanting to be involved, but if I had to pick anyone up, it would be Sony Michelle, because 117 yards is is great from a Patriots running back who are not known for having good uh, good run game. Uh, I should mention Burkhead also got a receiving touchdown as well. That's three TDs. He was the leading receiver, seven receptions, so that's great there. It was really those two players, Burkhead and Michelle, that this game was based around. Uh, other than that, Keel Harry. Again, another fringe fantasy player, 34 yards, two receptions, disappointed you. I guess the biggest disappointment here is Julian Edelman. Two receptions for 23 yards. That's not what you want, especially if you looked at what he did last week where he got over 100 yards. That was amazing, but he he really, really disappointed this week. So um, this is a big question mark. I would say rosterable, definitely not startable for me, though. Uh, Next game. Houston Texans versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I really enjoyed this game. I don't know about you. This is one of my uh, favorite ones this week. We'll go with the losing team, Houston Texans. They lost 21-28. We'll start with Deshaun Watson. Another solid game. It's slightly disappointing. You can really see that he misses D-Hop. Because I say if D-Hop was here, Texans could have had a chance to win this game. But, you know, there's still offensive line problems and... And it's a mess over there. Um, getting, I would be 
a little nervous if I was Bill O'Brien. But they did have, like I talked about earlier with David Johnson, three just tough games in a row. Like, I would argue they play the three best teams in the NFL right now, the Chiefs, the Ravens, um, and now the Steelers. So I, you could expect better performances from Deshaun Watson. I think he would, he's going from a top 10 quarterback to a, to a top seven here, top five. I mean, he's got, he's got top three potential top, man, you know, he could be the best quarterback, uh, for the rest of the season because of the easier matchups. So, you know, he disappointed you for the last three weeks, but he should be getting better. Uh, and same thing with David Johnson. I mentioned that earlier, not the best yardage of this game, but he got the touchdown and against a Steelers defense. That's what you want. Uh, but now we go into the receiving game. This is again, just another big question mark because, you know, week one, Will Fuller stepped it up and then did nothing week two. And now he's back to scoring a touchdown and 54 yards. That inconsistency scares me. Randall Cobb was the number one receiver this week. Um, and Brandon Cooks really did nothing. So I don't really want to be involved in this receiving game. Uh, if I were you, I would try to get out of this mess. But hey, like I said, the matchups are only going to get better. So Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks are two players that could that could potentially uh, have a huge improvement for the rest of the season. But I I just am a little concerned about it right now because it's so inconsistent you don't know who it's really like the Colts offense you don't know who the number one receiver is going to be and you don't want to it's hard to just close your eyes and pick and choose because if you choose wrong they do nothing so yeah I I don't want to take this risk but there could be some great payoff later on this season uh we'll move over to the Steelers Big Ben Back in form. Didn't throw an interception this game. That's cool. He's actually really improving on that. Uh, 237 yards, two two touchdowns. Top 15 performance for quarterbacks. Pretty solid. Box standard performance. Uh, James Conner, he's really looking good. 109 yards and a TD. Two great weeks in a row for him. Uh, he, he's really becoming a top 10 running back right now. If he keeps this up, if he can stay healthy, that's always the big concern. If he can stay healthy, he has potential for being the, the top, I would say top 10 running back this season because he is, he's really killing it. Uh, now we got the receiving game. Eric Ebron scored a TD. Ebron, Ebron, whichever one you choose, got a TD. Nice one too, but um, I, I wouldn't, jump to conclusions I, I wouldn't hop on that train yet uh definitely what i'm saying is don't roster him yet i i w- want to see how involved he is because this is really the only performance he's done in three weeks so if he puts up a touchdown every three weeks i don't really want to be involved i want a more consistent tight end uh, that has more opportunity juju got a touchdown that's great one thing i should mention is deontay johnson left the game with a concussion uh, it's a little concerning. We don't know the timeline yet with most of these injuries, so uh, we'll definitely let you know later on when we do the week four recap uh, and the injury update later this week. So we should let you know how that's going there, but that's a little concerning that Deontay Johnson's injured, uh, which means that James Washington, the wide receiver three, if, let's say, Deontay Johnson's out, James Washington would be a... Uh, 
a risky flex. He's a, a desperation flex option because he would just get the opportunity. So, uh, other than that, really not not much. It's it's a solid Steelers performance. Um, glad to see the rookie Anthony McFarland being more involved. Uh, I can see him taking over if Connor gets injured, but really nothing nothing else too big to report. Uh, the next game, the New York Jets versus the Indianapolis Colts. The Jets got destroyed. Colts won 36-7. Uh, just a... I, I don't know about this Jets team. Adam Gase is uh, one game away from being fired. Uh, and that's what reports are saying. If if they lose to Denver this Thursday night, it would not be a surprise to me if you see Adam Gase off this team. Because this team is in shambles. And it's not all his fault. Because they are missing half of their offense. Majority of their offense. Three receivers and, a, and their best running back. Um, but, you know... He, you gotta you gotta deal with what what you got, and he's really not doing well with that. Um, Sam Darnold, three interceptions this game. He's not fantasy relevant. I don't even need to talk about him anymore. Frank Gore is one of those players where he was being picked up all over, uh, just because Le'Veon Bell is out and Frank Gore is the replacement. Uh, he's getting the opportunity, fifteen carries, fifty-seven yards, but he's really not doing a lot of production with that. He's averaging three point eight yards uh, a carry. No touchdown for him yet. It's a mess of a team. It's a mess of a team. I'm not really that high in Frank Gore. I, I like I said, he he'll. This is what he'll do for you every week. If you're happy with 15 carries and about 50 yards, then he's your guy. If if that's all you need for a flex player, go for it. But I can't see his upside. Uh, really higher than adding a touchdown at the end of that. I can't see him go for 100 yards a game. I can't see him getting more than than 20 carries, which, again, it's, it's a lot. But I, I can't see a, a huge fantasy production for Frank Gore. Um, receiving game, like I said, Braxton Berrios. Hugely involved because everyone else is injured. Um, unfortunate that, that Herndon, the tight end, is, is not as involved as we wanted, so... If you were hoping that Herndon will uh, have a breakout year, you might be wrong. Um, actually, you are wrong. He's really this should have been his opportunity to step it up the last two weeks, but he's really not uh, involved at all. So I think he's droppable. Um, really, nothing else on this team. It's rough. Uh, so we'll move on to the Indianapolis Colts, but a very very easy game. Uh, but you know, that didn't stop Philip Rivers from having a disappointing fantasy week, uh, 217 yards and a touchdown. He didn't really need to have a good fantasy week. He, he didn't need to throw the ball at all. Uh, like I said earlier, it's really just a run heavy team. Um, that's what it's looking like with the split between Jonathan Taylor and Hines. Uh, and then Jordan Wilkins got in there as well, just because, why not? You're playing the Jets and you're up by 30, so go for it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor did have a really good game, though. 13 carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. That is great out of him. Um, wasn't involved in the receiving game as much as I was hoping, but then again, you know, not a lot going on this week for Colts receivers. Uh, but we'll talk about him a little bit. T.Y. Hilton, like I said before, disappointing. Mo Alley Cox, the tight end out of nowhere. 
uh, getting another touchdown and 50 yards. So the last two weeks, he's gotten over 150 yards and two TDs. This is a tight end that that I I really think I I wouldn't say he's going to be top 10, top 15 might be might be a better placement for him. Um, but he's got huge upside like we saw week two against the Vikings where he 114 yards, I think it was, in a TD, uh, especially with the questionable receivers uh, with Paris Campbell being injured out for the season. Michael Pittman this week just got injured uh, with an ankle injury. There's no timeline for that either, so uh, keep up to date on our episodes and, and we'll talk about them um, later on this week. So Mo Alley Cox is stepping up as a solid option for Philip Rivers. I'd like him. Uh, if you got a player, you know, like Kittle, that's that's injured, or I can't I can't really think. Of, if you need a, a tight end, Cox is a good option. Um, other than that, Hines being involved in the in the receiving game, four receptions, forty yards, not bad. Another fringe fantasy player there, um, but definitely someone worth hanging on to. All right, next up, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Buffalo Bills. This is a crazy, crazy game. Uh, it, it ended with Bills winning 35-32, to 32, uh, but Bills had a, like, ridiculous lead. They were up by, like, 28-3 to 3 or something, and they almost choked it. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll go with the Bills. We'll start, start with the Bills. Josh Allen is uh just ridiculous man 311 yards four tds and interception he's in in the race for mvp he's great he's great i you know i i really don't need to say much about josh allen because he is one of the highest scoring fantasy players this year um and yeah there's really not much i need to say he's tremendous in the mvp race uh, and he's got some decent receivers. Actually, Cole Beasley was the top receiver this week. He's someone to keep an eye on. But uh, Stephon Diggs, 50 yards and a touchdown. Unfortunately, John Brown uh, left the game with a calf injury. More updates uh, on that in the next couple episodes. So that's uh, unfortunate there. Which means, like I said, Cole Beasley, my guy, he's going to step it up. I promise you, here's the best part. Bryant is not here to talk you out of it. I'm telling you right now, Cole Beasley, I said it last year, he's great. He put up awesome, awesome uh, points this this last two weeks against the Dolphins, 70 yards, five receptions. Against the Rams this week, 100 yards, six receptions. I'm not saying that he is going to start every week for you and he's going to be the, the week winner. But he is a dependable flex option for you. Um, uh, let's say between he, he's right under Braxton Berrios for me, just because Berrios is a better opportunity. But that's kind of the level that I that I put him at. He's a he he could be a, a flex option if your uh, team is riddled with injuries or or if you just need to you know if you got underperforming players. So another great option. Uh, at flex we'll go on to the la rams i gotta stop talking about cole beasley um jared goff 
talked about him earlier. Uh, should definitely be on a roster about this point because because he's he's great. He's looking really good. Uh, Cooper Cup, 107 yards and a touchdown. Robert Woods, 74 yards and a touchdown. Also 30 rushing yards. It's awesome that that trio there is perfect. Goff to Cup or Goff to Woods, uh, and then Higby can can you know throw his name in the hat there as well. So um, a little disappointing week from Higby. 40 yards, only two receptions, no TD. But, you know, your tight end's rarely going to score touchdowns every week. So a little disappointing there. Um, But, yeah, passing game, I'm all in on this. Cup, Woods, Jared Goff, all of that. Love it. Uh, Rushing game, I talked about Darrell Henderson as well. They're playing hot hand. He's the lead back. He's playing way better than Malcolm Brown, and Cam Akers is injured, so he should be uh, involved in majority of snaps. He had a great game, over 100 yards and a touchdown. Really an overall performance um, from from the Rams. So I did not talk about Devin Singletary. I got too excited about Cole Beasley. got distracted. I should say he had the opportunity with Zach Moss, 13 carries, 71 yards. Decent performance, expected a little bit better. Um, but, you know, th- this is what we expected as Singletary with Moss coming in. Definitely a drop in value. So, uh, yeah, we'll move on to the Washington football team versus the Cleveland Browns. The game ended Browns 34, Washington 20. We'll stick on the Washington side. Uh, Antonio Gibson, the only. Only, uh, I guess, player in the run game that I'm interested in. Nine carries, almost 50 yards, and a TD. I'm very happy with that. Uh, a solid, solid flex option. Or if you need, like, an RB2, he's got the upside for that. Uh, that's it in the run game. No Peyton Barber, none of that. Uh, receiving game, Terry McLaurin. Only person I'm interested in. Only person you should be interested in. Four receptions, 83 yards, no TDs. This week, unfortunately, I know that Dontrell Inman got two TDs this week, but uh, no, it that's that's just a fluke. Terry McLaurin is the number one. Don't freak out about that. Obviously, um, it's only those two players. No Haskins, really, no Haskins. That was a rough game for him. Uh, we'll move on to Cleveland. Uh, I think this is like their first time they have a winning record in like six years or something. I don't know. I just saw that stat. It was it's ridiculous, but good for them. They're two and one. Uh, Baker Mayfield, decent performance. I would call it a Philip Rivers performance. 150 yards and two TDs. Just a nice safe uh, performance there. But really, the storyline: Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Those two guys together is just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Nick Chubb, 100 yards, two TDs, 19 carries. Kareem Hunt got 16 carries, 46 yards, uh, and then he got a receiving touchdown as well. So that's the dynamic duo right there. That Those are the only two players they need on offense to perform. That's what they figured out week two. And that's what they're going to do for the rest of the season. It's going to be focused around Chubb and Hunt. Which drops Odell Beckham's value, drops Jarvis Landry's value. So it's going to be just a run first, run heavy, 
short passes to Hunt and Chubb, and try to just control the football game. So a drop in value from Beckham, I would think about trading him if I were you. Uh, and Jarvis Landry, just a, a solid bench player. I wouldn't even say solid. He's a borderline bench player, which is unfortunate. He's getting targets, but not doing a lot with it because they're focusing more on the ground game. Uh, that was a nice easy one. We'll go on to the Carolina Panthers versus the LA Chargers. Uh, Panthers won it 21-16. We'll, we'll stick with the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater, very good performance. 235 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions. Um, he's he's getting close to, to being a streamable quarterback for me, um, but there's just better options out there, so I don't need to talk about him too much. Mike Davis stepped up. Uh, well, I guess he was filling in for Christian McCaffrey, who will be out for four to six weeks. Mike Davis had 13 carries, 46 yards. Um, on the ground game. That's not the best, but he did have eight receptions. That's right, a whopping eight receptions for 45 yards and a TD. That's awesome. I did not think he was going to be, be that heavily involved in the receiving game. I thought that was going to be more Curtis Samuel or even like a Robbie Anderson or something. But, but man, yeah, he, he's he's great. Um. Yeah, there's not much to say about him. He's a startable player as long as McCaffrey's out. He's a high-end flex, um, running back two upside because he's got the opportunity. So, uh, Receiving game, DJ Moore, two receptions, 65 yards. Big letdown this week. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Five receptions, 55 yards. Another letdown. A little better in a PPR league with the five receptions there. Um, and Curtis Samuel. He's one of those players that I was very, very interested in this week. Because I they said he was going to be involved more in the rushing game. And he was. He had four carries, only seven yards, though. He didn't really do that well with it. Uh, and then caught four for 45 yards. So, kind of disappointing. If you want to take a high risk uh, with Curtis Samuel, but I, I would I can still see him be involved in the rushing game, uh, at least until McCaffrey gets back. We'll go over to the Chargers. Justin Herbert with his second start, uh, just very disappointing result. Three hundred thirty yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Uh, I like the three hundred thirty yards. That is awesome, and basically half of those were to Keenan Allen. So. That connection there is great. Uh, you know, he he's a rookie. He's got stuff that he needs to improve on. Uh, but I like the potential that he has. He had a decent week last week against Kansas City, and I like the connection that he had this week with Keenan Allen. Um, so he's a he's a risky roster spot. Um, definitely in a dynasty league, he's a guy you got to pick up ASAP. Uh, but yeah, I I like it. I like Justin Herbert, um, just an off week. I wouldn't say he's streamable yet, but if he keeps this up, he is, because I, I like what I saw with him. Uh, run game, Austin Eckler, 12 carries, 59 yards, a touchdown. He's kind of doing Eckler things. He also had 11 receptions for 84 yards, so that's a very great performance from Eckler, especially if you're in a PPR, half-point PPR league. Joshua Kelly, not not the best eight carries 43 yards but that's kind of what you expected out of a 
Joshua Kelly, that's the role he's going to play all season. If he gets a touchdown, uh, then then you got to celebrate. So, uh, Receiving game. Keenan Allen, like I talked about over and over again, 132 yards and a touchdown. Love that connection. Uh, I I would say startable from, from here on out until proven otherwise. Hunter Henry, uh, five receptions, 50 yards. He's been a, a very dependable tight end this year he's he's been in, in my opinion hugely underrated because he hasn't gotten a touchdown but he's putting up 50 or more yards a game with at least five receptions and seven targets so that that's over in, in espn standard league this is not kind of ppr espn standard league he's getting uh 10 points or higher each week so he's being really consistent I love it, and he's hugely underrated. So uh, that that's I love that. Mike Williams, another disappointing week. One reception, 17 yards. This is the gamble with Mike Williams. All he needs is that one big play where he gets a 60-yard touchdown. But if he doesn't get that opportunity and he doesn't look like he's going to get it as much with Justin Herbert, uh, it, that, that makes me nervous. Definitely not startable. Uh rosterable for sure we want to see how involved he's going to be in the next couple weeks but man that that makes me nervous that's someone i don't want to be a part of just because of the question marks and then the final game this week tampa bay buccaneers destroying the denver broncos i shouldn't say destroying it was 28 10 right that's not bad uh but it it, it kind of looked like a destruction to me because it, it was all Tampa this entire game. Uh, Tom Brady, huge game. If you took a risk and started him this week, good for you. Almost 300 yards, three TDs, uh, 25 completions. That's great. Um, we'll stick with the passing game. Uh, I there there is Chris Godwin did suffer a hamstring injury, and his status is going to be unknown. Uh, at least for right now. We'll definitely let you know later on in the podcast, um, next couple episodes. But he got a touchdown before he got injured, so that's great. Uh, and as we know, um, well, Mike Evans, which which is crazy. This, this is a crazy stat. Mike Evans, two receptions, two yards, and two TDs. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Um, that's I would I guess you got to be happy with that. I mean, two TDs, that's awesome. The yardage really scares me there. Uh but hey, good, good for him, good for fantasy owners if you got Mike Evans. Uh and he should be more involved especially if Godwin is going to be you know, we don't know how bad his injury is yet, but hamstring injuries always make me nervous, so could be a couple weeks. So Mike Evans will definitely be the wide receiver one. Uh, wide receiver two will go to Scott Miller, who led this game in receptions. Three receptions to 83 yards and no TDs. He's been looking actually really good. I I like Scott Miller as a flex option. So he had a disappointing week two. I'll give you that. Only two receptions for 11 yards. But the week before that, 73 yards. He's getting. He got targeted five times last game. Um, it, 
I can see where if if there's a Godwin or a Mike Evans out, I can see Miller stepping up to the plate. I can see him. I can see him actually put up some fantasy relevant numbers. So someone to keep an eye on. Something uh, I would consider picking up there. We'll move on to the. Oh wait, move on to the run game. There we go. Ronald Jones was the lead rusher this week. Thirteen carries, fifty three yards. Uh, Leonard Fournette only got half half as much carries and basically a fifth of the yards that Ronald Jones got. Seven carries, 15 yards. Um, Terrible, terrible run game. I I don't really know what to say uh, about this. It's a mess. Nothing I want to be a part of because there there are some, some, uh, you know, backfields that share the ball. For instance, Cleveland. That's a backfield I want to be a part of. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they're both heavily involved. But the, these guys, these two, Jones and Fournette, are just eating in each other's shares. So it's very disappointing. But, you know, one week it's going to be Ronald Jones, like this week. Last week it was Fournette, and that's a big gamble. That that can win you or lose you leagues, or weeks, I should say. So that's really up to you. I wouldn't want to be any part of it. Uh, Denver Broncos up next. Jeff Driscoll. Disappointed. I don't need to talk about him. I don't know why I'm even talking about him. He's not fantasy relevant. I props to the the cojones on the guy that started Jeff Driscoll this week. I bet there's one of you out there, but you're smart if you didn't. Because uh, this entire team is in shambles right now. They're almost as bad, dare I say, as the New York Jets. It is everything's looking rough here. Quarterback situation, the receiving game with Cortland Sutton being out for the year. They're really just reliant on, on Noah Fant, who put up a decent game, almost fifty yards, five receptions. That's not bad. Uh, but it, it it's a mess in the receiving game. Jerry Judy, fifty five yards, five receptions, KJ Hamler, uh, see like it's not there's no one here that I would be like, Oh, that's the guy you gotta start. So, yeah, I don't even need to talk about them anymore. Melvin Gordon in the running game, eight carries, 26 yards. Huge disappointment. I know Tampa's really good against the run, and that's kind of what we expected this week uh, out of out of this uh, offense. So, um, we'll, we'll see what happens when um, Philip Lindsay gets back. I don't know why I forgot his name. But we'll see what happens when Philip Lindsay gets back. But Melvin Gordon should he still gets the opportunity but with with this team in the state that they're in i don't want any anything to do with that so that recaps uh the afc home teams that's a part one all right we got part two coming up soon keep that in mind uh make sure to like follow us um comment ask us questions anything like that check out our website barelyathletic.com and uh Yes, yeah, subscribe, all that good stuff. We really appreciate that. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in the part two.